TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Camp Benny's on oysters, about however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame. Uh, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them. Because if you break the record, everybody with you eats free. Now here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Super Sunday. Some folks aren't into it and others are, but uh, big day for a lot of people. A lot of good cooking going to be going on today, by the way, <laughs> including myself. <laughs> anyway, well, welcome to the show, folks. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the outdoor show this morning is Jake and our sponsors today, Boyd's One Stop, the 49th Annual Houston Fishing Show, and the Belleville Meat Market. All right, looking at weather. It's 65 down on the island in Galveston, and today we're looking at overcast with showers at times, thunders possible, high of 68, south-southwest winds 10 to 20, that rain chance is about 60%. We uh, dodged a lot of rain yesterday, went above us, so that was good for some. But uh, tonight, windy with partly cloudy skies, low near 45, that front will clear, and uh, we'll have northwest winds at 20 to 30 with higher wind gusts possible. And then for tomorrow, sunny with gusty winds, high of 59, northwest winds 20 to 30 miles per hour, and higher wind gusts. So uh, pretty good little blow coming in here with this front. It uh, called for it the last one, and we got a little bit of a blow, but it didn't hang on as long as they had predicted. Hope they're wrong on this one, too. Anyway, looking at tides for today, these are Galveston Channel tide predictions. We're sitting on a high tide. It was a 1.1. Our next tide is a low at 11.09 a.m. It's a negative 0.6. Then we have a high at 6.25 p.m. and 0.8. And then a low at 11.13 p.m. and 0.4. 7.02 a.m. is sunrise. 6.05 p.m. is sunset. And we're still on a new moon. 0% visibility on our moon phase. All right. Current conditions right now to Galveston Channel is 67 degrees down there with 61.5 degree water. South winds at 8 to 14. Barometric pressure is pretty low at 29.72. And at Eagle Point, 72 degrees with 65-degree water. South-southeast at 11 to 13. And Morgan's Point, it's 64 degrees with 63-degree water. Southeast at 8 to 11 miles per hour. And uh, last few days, I've noticed that monitor at Eagle Point, that air temperature seems to be about, I don't know, 6, six or 8 degrees higher than it should be unless uh i don't know why it would be that much warmer than morgan's point and galveston channel but anyway there it is that's uh that's all i got all right well let's head over to the tri-bay area and see what the hammers got this morning good morning glenn how are you hey good morning doing just fine captain mickey thanks for asking what's up well fog really thick. yeah it is foggy and the forecast didn't even show fog, but uh, from my house all the way into town, it was foggy the whole way. Uh, yeah, it started setting in here about 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon. Mm. And as it approached dark, buddy, it was getting thick as it could be, and you could cut it with a knife right now. Yeah, I had friends sending me pictures from Mardi Gras down there, and they were showing the fog rolling in yesterday evening. Uh, that's what I was going to ask you. Have you heard any anything about the Mardi Gras? Because... On this end, usually we have a lot of traffic. You know, people are going to Galveston through here. You know, they come this way, or and we haven't we haven't seen it not this time. I mean, I, I know it's bound to be busy in Galveston, but 
we're not seeing any of the traffic down here. It's been really calm the last couple of days. So no, I guess all had, the uh, no breaking news from there. You know, anything, anything bad, which is, well, which good. is a good thing. That's a great uh, thing. I'm sure there's, there's a few little fights break out, you know, alcohol involved. But, uh, other than that, everything seems to be going well for the friends I've had going down there. We had a, we had a booth at that thing, uh, one, one year where we sold, uh, I think we were selling, uh, potato sticks or, uh, <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. We had a, we had a mixture of stuff, but we did participate in that one time. That was, that was something else, buddy. Um, let's see what's going on down here. Captain Mickey, uh, started yesterday trying to get all my garden and stuff ready. It was a pretty nice day to work on it. So I went out to. Went out to my, uh, over in uh, uh, Lake Jackson, they got a flea market, or they had a flea market, go on a little pop-up deal with a bunch of little booths and stuff, and a buddy of mine that's trying to start a, a nursery, he had a bunch of Myers lemon trees and stuff out there, and Melinda wanted to go get her one. She bought her a key lime uh, plant last week, and this week we're going to get a, I mean, we yesterday we picked up a uh, Myers lemon but uh, then uh, I planted some mammoth jalapenos and some tomato plants. And, you know, the last couple of days with that thick overcast and really cool weather is perfect for transplanting. Yeah. You know, uh, you, you don't have that sun beating down on them yet and all that. But, man, in one bucket, I got about six tomato plants that sprouted from last year. And, uh, they're, you know, they're looking pretty healthy already. So, anyway, hopefully it'll be a nice... Nice warm summer or early summer, and uh, we'll get a garden going. Uh, down here, uh, man, there ain't too much going on, buddy. I ain't hearing any fishing reports from anybody. Now, I seen some before it got too foggy. I could see there was pickup trucks over at the ramp all day long. I know somebody caught them, but it was really nice yesterday. Tide was pretty low. Um, it, uh, every time I looked out there, I just. Uh, just kept thinking, man, we need some water in the bay. We sure need some water. But and I guess it's northwest wind's going to pick up, and it's going to blow it out some more. Not really sure what's going on over here with the weather. Or my little weather machine showing me a goose egg, a zero on there this morning, so it must be hung up. <laughs> must not have enough wind to get it going. I'm yeah, there's a little up. bit. You know, everywhere I look, there's, you know, it's six or eight or ten miles an hour, so maybe you That's are hung up. There. That's not bad. And then they say around 10 o'clock this morning, we're supposed to start getting the rain, 50% of it. But uh, I'm like you, man, a lot of cooking going on. What are you going to be throwing on the grill today? Man, we're just going to make it simple and just gumbo out. Oh, Crab and yeah. shrimp gumbo, seafood gumbo. I'm doing a big old rack of ribs. I got to make the roux, man, and that's, uh, man, got to change arms. The key to the- <laughs> Keep it churning. <laughs> It, uh, I usually take about 35, 40 minutes, about all I can last. I get as dark as I can and then, you know, without burning it. And right. I've seen some people's roux that look like coffee creamer. I'm going, man, they didn't spend much time on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a ticket to it, too. There's a base, the whole base to the gumbo right there, getting that roux right. But, uh, That's it. Sounds That's good to key. me, man. It's got to be right. Good day brother. for it. I really don't even care who wins. I like watching competitive football. This ought to be a good game. You know, they ought to be Well, it's Bill to me. Watch it be a blowout one way or the other. It's like that Dallas uh, Buffalo Super Bowl that year. Man, what a blowout that was. I remember that. That was a while back. It's hard to tell what's going to happen at those kind of games. But uh, I like watching the the commercials are probably the best part of the whole deal. (laughs) You know, some of the commercials they got on. We, yeah, uh, let's see. Some Our of them are flop and some of them are good. Yeah. Yeah, some of them are flops. Our bait camps are holding bait down here. Uh, if you're coming in the area, if you're going to try to beat the rain this morning, I did see some flags flying. Uh, the local bait camps have got some shrimp, and finger mullet, and mud minnows in. That's about all they're carrying this year. I know I know they got the, all the offshore baits and stuff. And, like I said, I'm just not hearing uh, anything from any friends, uh, no fishermen giving me any calls. Maybe they're scared I'm going to put it on the radio, Captain McKim. 
I'm not sure they're not talking to me. They're keeping it low profile. If they're if they're catching them, they're not letting me know it. But uh, well, I'll it's there's some fish I'll, being caught. There's just not a lot of people fishing right now. It's just kind of a you know dead zone right now, as far as yeah. uh, people just aren't. It's just it's it's not like fishing said, season yet. <laughs> no, perfect perfect garden weather. Get it. Get out there and get that garden going and get those transplants. Man. Yeah, I it's, guess so. Uh, if you're into that, yes, yes, sir. The, the price uh, of food and vegetable these days, but I mean, look uh, how much you know. Just planting a garden costs a fortune, especially if you're adding dirt to it, and you know all your fertilizers and root stimulator and everything else. It adds up. But those homegrown tomatoes out. sure are good, man. Yes, they are, and I like to do the little uh, husky uh, cherries and. Uh, uh, I usually uh, plant celebrity. The celebrity tomato seems to do real, real good down here along the coast. Mm-hmm. I seem to have better luck with those. But I went and got some of those better bush or the big bush or whatever they are. But better boys. Anyway, better boys. That's what they better are. Better boys, burpy oh. big boys. I mean, my oh, dad yeah. used to grow those back in the day, and he had a he had a little garden about I don't know, it was twenty feet long and about eight feet wide. And uh, was right next to his cleaning table, and it got good sun all day, and he had his drain running off into that where he'd clean fish and everything. Oh, he used to grow the most giant tomatoes. I mean, you sli- a slicer, the whole tomato slice would cover the entire, you know, sandwich up. Oh, making me hungry, man. And I just, <laughs> man, I hadn't had any luck growing them that big. I don't know what his secret was. Well, if I could, I guess he I'm had better seeds a, back then or something. I don't know, but boy, he used to grow some monsters. Well, we uh, we grew some healthy ones, but before I could get to them, the Durham blackbirds beat beat me to them for the last couple of years. So I'm gonna go and get me an old shrimp net or a uh, volleyball net, and I'm gonna rig me up some netting over my plants this year. Them birds. Set your wife they, out there on the porch with a BB gun, little red rider. <laughs> That'll run them off. Oh yeah, that that run them all apart. <laughs> but uh, I've never had right. trouble with birds. And you're the ones that are messing yours up are blackbirds. Yeah, man, they pick soon as they got starlings or it's a little. No, it's a little buckets. It, you know, I got them up off the ground on all the way around the house. I have uh, these big old fifty-gallon cattle feed buckets. They're about I don't know two and a half feet deep. Yeah, and they hold about. Hold about a hundred pounds of dirt in them, but uh, and I drilled uh, inch and big old one uh, inch and a quarter holes in the bottom of all of them. And I just you made them. They drain good. You don't get root rot yeah, and all that. Right. And uh, but anyway, they seem to seem to do pretty good down here. But the goddamn blackbirds, once those uh, those uh, uh, tomatoes start getting some color to them, those blackbirds are on them, buddy. They they just. They just peck on them for the heck of it. I don't think they really want to eat them. I don't, Get seed I don't out know, of but, them. But know. I'm going to put me some netting over it. I'm going to do a little little different technique this year, see if I can't can, uh, put a hurting on them. But um, let's see what else is going on down here, Captain Mickey. Our tides are still low. Uh, we would think we'd get some of that water back. We had a little bit of the east or south wind blowing. It felt kind of good, but our tides are just holding at bay, man. They're just... They're just not coming in, not yeah. uh, not getting the water that we had. Yeah, you'll be while. losing some water tonight and tomorrow. This is going to be a pretty good blowout, of, you know, with northwest in it. That'll that'll suck it out of here. Boy, boy it will. It will. Uh, I've got uh, some guys in from uh, Wisconsin, and he and they want to go. And um, I'm hoping Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday, Wednesday might be good and doable, but other than that. Uh, batting down the hatches, everybody. We're going to be a blow. And, All right, uh, brother. We'll throw them out a number, Hammer. Somebody wants to call you about coming down and fishing with you in the Tri-Bay area. Yes, sir, and I appreciate it. 713-208-0683. Happy fun Sunday to everybody, and y'all have a great one, Captain. All right, Hammer. Thank See you, man. Later. All right, it's time for our break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Crazy, I'm crazy for feeling so lonely. 
Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. Super Sunday. All right. Well, let's uh, head to Freeport, man. Check in with the, with the boys this morning from Freeport. I think we got a full house over there this morning, according to Naylor. Naylor, what's up, Naylor? Well, what's up, Captain Mickey? How you doing this morning? Oh, it's all good. Just yeah. passing the time, looking for looking for conversation. <laughs> I, and I, we, so we got Casey this morning. We got Monty this morning. Casey uh, in the house. Hey, Casey. Hey, Monty. What you boys doing? Oh, we're here, ready to go. Right. <laughs> Ready to go. <clears throat> I tell you what, I uh, 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 we started talking about groupers, and uh, you know, I I asked them both to send me a picture of a, a big grouper. Of course, uh, uh, Monty sent me a picture of the state record. Uh, Casey sent me a, a picture of a grouper that he caught last week, and along with a whole bunch of other fish, man. I mean, you ever, <laughs> you're right. I mean, the species that we got out of here, it never stops. Man, I'd have to have a you know, a handbook with photos to, you know, figure out what I was catching when you get into that reef fishing stuff like y'all do and catch all those different varieties of fish. It's crazy, man. It is absolutely crazy. Where would you catch that yellow jack? So he sent me a pic, that picture I sent you is called the yellow jack. A yellow jack. Never seen or caught one of those. <laughs> yellow jack. I made a platform out in deep water, like a intersection area, 300 foot of water. We were just digging with spoon or something caught him on spoon trying to catch a bait right really yeah yeah and uh i've caught we you catch those in the caribbean and out of florida a lot they're pretty common they're pretty they're rare over here obviously mm-hmm. yeah that's what it is a yellow jack they're really good to eat too are they really are they? yeah oh yeah yeah excellent it's weird you know so i, I caught uh, a couple of years ago we we have the we have the state record blackjack uh, we caught on our boat uh probably about three years ago so that was a pretty interesting looking one too. I mean, he's got like a little bit of bluish haze to his skin, and he's real dark. I mean, he's got these like almost like armadillo scales almost on the back back of his tail and the, on the center line of his tail. Yep. Get those out there close to the flower garden very Right. Way to the flatjacks. Yeah. Got rigs over there. Got a couple of them too at those platforms over by the flower gardens. Yeah. Be a lot of jacks out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many how many different species are in the jack family? That's crazy. Yeah. There's a bunch of blue runners at jack also. Yeah, it is. I, I knew that one. That's uh, that's one I knew. That's what I heard of yeah. blue runners in the jackfish family. Yeah, I, I thought I had to stay here a long time, but it ended up being a horse-eyed jack. I thought it was a hardtail. I was like, man, that's the biggest hardtail I've seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a horse-eyed jack. Horse-eyed? Horse-eyed jack, yeah. Yeah. So there's jacks, jacks punt, but jacks. You know what jacks. Yeah. You know, when, I, when, I, when we, we brought that one in for uh, – for the state record, you know, although the black jack is a pretty distinguished jack. I mean, it's not something that really gets mixed up together too easily. So basically you have to bring it in, get it officially weighed, and then you're supposed to take it to a biologist. Of course, we got the sea center right over here like Jackson, so we always drag it over there. They're happy to, you know, uh, tell you what it is and sign for it and everything. But, um, you know, I, I, I was thinking – you know, Monty caught the, the state record Warsaw. You know, I'd imagine that you probably don't have to drag that thing up there. You know, he probably knows what that is. He bring him to you for yeah, that one. Exactly. <laughs> 312 pounds. Or what was it? 312? 302. 302. 302 pounds. Yeah, that one that, uh, that Casey caught last week, that was 119. That was a good one. That was a yeah. good one. He said, uh, he, said he, he said he was fishing with a little baby piggy perch. And my buddy that was fishing next to me had just lost him, and his hooks was in his back. Oh, he really? Been hooked. Yeah, he was yeah. jigging. He hooked one, hooked it on a jig, lost the fish. About ten minutes later, I catch the fish, and his jig hook is in the fish's back. <laughs> well, needless to say, I hooked in the back like that. I don't think he'd ever got that big boy in, huh? No, he was fishing with a little electric reel. Uh, yeah. No. 
think of that electric group. I'm not sure that little electric group would have been able to get that fish in. He thought he was stuck. I mean, he wasn't even really moving. Man. There was the hook. Caught him in the back, really, in the, in the line. He, he either snagged him or he had him in the mouth. And, you know, sometimes the hook will pull and hook him again. Like yeah. He hooks him and he hooks him again. But, wow. you know, he lost him. Not 10 minutes later, I ended up catching him. Boy, he was hungry. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know when to stop, apparently. Well, it was, uh, you know what, though, that weather window, though, last week was, was fantastic. I mean, I think yeah. uh, that was probably one of the longest ones we've had in a long time. I mean, it went five or six days, actually. Yeah, that I was a good you. stretch, man. That yeah. day we were out there, I mean, from, from beginning day to the end of the day, it just doesn't get any calmer than that offshore. It was absolutely incredible. Like, it was slick the whole day. And no wind, current, huh? No current. Wind never blew. I mean, nothing. It was just, just picture perfect. You could just sit there and fish and comfortable and stay on the spot. And it was just, Man. it was like hey, there'd be no fish left out there. None. Yeah, they're smoking along. I've got to do a two or three foot season in the current some days. That current gets bad. Oh, yeah. 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 No, it, it, but, uh, you know, and then. Of course, everybody's catching wahoos last week. So, I mean, there was a, a, a huge haul of wahoos. The wahoos took a big lick. Uh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> they did. <laughs> they took a big population. took a population. I mean, they got, the, you know, right mm. there's a, a, the, the Winter Wahoo Championship. I think the leader right now is like 220 range. Two thirty rank, two hundred, and that's for a three a three fish purse. Is so, it paycheck? No, no. no. Oh, that's the that's the three fish weight total two thirty something. Two thirty something, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's stout. That's a stout. That that's it's gonna yeah. be hard to beat. That one ninety two in there, eighty something. Other close to right behind it. Yeah, it's, it's stout. So I mean that's good. Uh, you know most of, most of the wahoos I saw they were kind of small. They weren't real big. I mean I think that uh, you know the fifty sixty class is probably the biggest I saw outside of a couple of decent ones. But uh, I mean don't get me wrong, fifty sixty pound wahoo is a great wahoo to catch. I mean but you know that ninety two that nine hundred that's a hard one to break. Yeah, that's and, uh, that's a that's a smoker. Seems yeah, like there's man. a few of those floating around. So, yeah, I mean, last week was great. Apparently, I was uh, skiing, so I didn't really get to enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, you went that. to Utah or somewhere, didn't you? I did, man. We, you know, the family and I, uh, we, we've been going snow skiing every year. And, uh, last Speaking weekend, of that, I saw on the news earlier uh, before I went on air where uh, a snowboarder was attacked by a mountain lion. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he was skiing, snowboarding down the slope. Showed wow. all the the rips and tears in his uh, bibs and all that, but uh, yeah, that's uh, wow. Wow, something to look for. You know, it's kind of weird too because uh, the, when we got to Utah last week, it snowed pretty much the entire time. I mean, literally for like three and a half days, it snowed. I mean, it, maybe four days it snowed, and uh, it snowed so much. And on top of the mountain, they were blowing. They were blowing up. The, they'd shut down part of the mountain and they'd uh, like blow up the break up all the fresh powder so there wasn't any avalanche and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. And uh, they had told us early on that there was like they spotted bears, you know, and stuff like that up in, up in the mountains. And then uh, they said, don't worry about the bears. Man. They start blowing stuff up and they're all gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's good to know. Well, it's kind of yeah. unusual them to be out, you know, not hibernating. You know what? That is a good, you know what? You brought that <laughs> You know what? You're right. But I, you know, that may show us there's early spring coming. Maybe they're they're. What the groundhog said. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what old Phil says. Sonic <laughs> or whatever. I like it. But uh, man, there's supposed to be another good window too on Tuesday. I think this this coming Tuesday and Wednesday, I think, seems like a pretty good window. Right. Now, you know, I, I prefer. I like my days during the wintertime to be about three or four flat days. You know, I don't normally go out when I want to see a two-day window. You never know. That and the, and the freaking fog comes in on you. And we're starting to get to that foggy time. February and March is bad fog sometimes, too. You're right. 
It's bad you enough are. in the bay, but I, I can only imagine how, man, how nasty it is if the whole gulf is fogged in. That's got to be weird. Man, 50, kind of 60, 80 miles, yeah, where you can't see 10 feet in front of you. I mean, nuts. When we bought the Big E back in, uh, my dad, when they brought it over back in 2000, I think, I remember, right? I remember because I fished that day. The same day that the boat was coming across, Louisiana, all the way across to here. You know, southeast Louisiana, all the way to Freeport. It was foggy the entire trip, 300 oh, and something God. miles. Socked in fog the whole way. I mean, it was bad. Never never broke the fog from the time. I make a werewolf out of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, sometimes you live in Freeport and you never even see a light. Mm-mm. Be 20 miles offshore before you ever even see anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's like incredible. a fog bank, though. You know, it's weird, too. Sometimes it'll, it'll lift up for a minute, and it'll go back down yeah. again, it'll lift back up again. And that, uh, I tell you what, man, if I if I just paid multi-million dollars for uh, a boat and I was driving across, I'd be a nervous wreck by the time I got here. Good radar. Yeah, get the radar going. Man, you know, and everybody says that radar. You know, on a big boat, probably don't matter as much. But, man, that, a little log will ruin your day, man, if you cruise along. And there was yeah. a lot of, last week, there was a lot of that's, wood out there. That's what they're telling In me. the morning, going out, almost yeah, up to these rivers. They've been dumping like crazy, you know, the yeah. rain and stuff. Yeah. I, that, was, that was another, somebody told me the other day, too, that uh, they were coming, or trying to drive at night or something like that. Ran over a couple logs. Yeah, that's a good way to rip your uh, back end off. Or, oh, you know, God. Yeah. Take some lower units on oh. your grip. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd be Big my time. biggest fear is to go down out in the ocean like that. Nah, you ain't kidding. I mean, that's the bad part. Even glass split calm when it's foggy like that, that helicopter can't see you at all. Zero. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's literally fishing in the dark and got nothing. Needling the haystack. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, looking for an e-perb. That's Y'all know anybody that's ever gone down out of, the, out of that, you know, out there and survived it and been rescued and all that? My, uh, my dad told me a story of a guy that used to be a deckhand for him. His name was uh, Homer. His name was Homer. He ended up being a captain down in the Ranges. He was on uh, he was on a, a, a personal, I think, a sport fishing boat uh, right after he worked for us. And right. He was back deck at night and he wasn't driving he was decking the captain was driving he fell overboard and the captain didn't know oh and, my uh, gosh he, he ended up he ended up getting found by that boat about six or six or seven eight hours later which isn't a terrible amount of time but i mean probably the longest six or seven hours of his life he you know took his pants off tied him and he floated in kind of his pants did what they you know they say supposed to do, tie your blue jeans in a knot and float on your blue jeans whatever he was picked up about six or eight hours later by the same boat. They circled around. Once they realized he was gone, they retraced their steps, and they eventually ended up finding him. They called the Coast Guard out there to help look and everything, but the boat that he fell out of was the one that ended up finding him. So, lucky oh guy. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's one dark, lucky man. Here, and you're sitting in the water, oh, that'd be bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. You ain't kidding. Yeah, that's, uh, you know things going through your head while you're floating around out there in the water knowing that uh your chances are slim to none of somebody finding you and and all the creatures in the water you know remember the old you know story about the uss indianapolis when it got sunk by a japanese sub and uh what was it 1100 something men went in the water and no 300 and 87 or whatever were rescued and the sharks ate the rest. That's not good. No, that's bad. Yeah, that's real bad. Not the chum slick you want to be caught in, I don't think. Yeah, no. sitting there waiting waiting on your turn. Mm. Oh, mm. man. Yeah. yeah I'd yeah, never be the same again. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably stick to bait fishing after that. Yeah. Yeah. There's sharks in the bait. Sink before you know uh, it. Uh, I mean, it happens. 
And, yeah, and yeah. honestly, and I, I, I think, except with the exception of the last year, I always uh, end up coming across one, you know, yeah. for about three years in a row. We had a boat catch fire and sink offshore. People are still fishing on it now out there. Called the Cobia. There's our boat. It sank out there. Caught on fire. It's a 53 foot boat. It caught on fire and sank out there on a commercial fishing trip. Yeah. Wow. We owned it when it happened too. Wow. My dad was not not a happy man. Uh-oh. He was he was not happy, but he was maybe just once he figured out everybody was okay and nobody got hurt and everybody got rescued, yeah. maybe just a tad bit relieved. Yeah, yeah. That boat was a problem boat from day one. Yeah, I think it's on It had been on fire before. That was the first time it caught on fire. Really? boat was a problem. Yeah. And it, and it, it was just not a great. So the crew got rescued, though. Yeah. Did the Coast Guard come and rescue them? Oh, another fishing boat. Another rescued. fishing boat. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. And then they ended up getting on the Captain Casey. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And then they had to stay while we completed our trip. Oh, you were on there? Yeah. Oh, boat. We, so he was on the rescue mission, so to speak. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Y'all yeah. picked him up in the Captain Casey. Well, a, a sport fishing boat picked him up, and then we went and got got him off the sport fishing boat. Oh, okay. Because the boat, they were coming here. Yeah. Wow. And that was the captain's actual best commercial trip he'd ever ran. So he I had a full that. boat of fish too when it went down. Yeah, really? yeah. Well, that's about right. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the it burned through the deck before the crew even knew the boat was on fire. Really? What happened? No engine checks, no nothing. What, was they sleep? Was it? It was nighttime, right? Well, one guy was well, early, early morning. It was dark when it happened. So yeah. what happened? I mean, the engine no. caught on fire. Electrical. I think it's electrical fire. Electrical yeah. fire. Yep. Yep. So you know you get. Fuel mm-hmm. filter spraying fuel a little bit of leak or something. It hits turbo or it hits exhaust. Boom! There you go. Wow. What happened to me when I booked and caught the fire? Wow. The customers on the boat. It was scary. Yeah. I yeah. I, I had I had one boat fire in my career. It was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, Evinrude outboard. And they had that. Uh, that voltage regulator that sat down in the block behind the flywheel, and mm-hmm. it was they were having trouble with those, and it caught on fire. <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm running, <laughs> I'm on plane, and I go, man, yeah. what's going on back there? And it started missing out, and I'm seeing smoke come out from under there. I should have never pulled that cowling off, because when I shut mm-hmm. it down and pulled that cowling off, that air hit that <laughs> fire and ignited it even more, and and I had to beat the terminals off of the. Uh, you know, the, the battery to put the fire out. The fire extinguisher wouldn't even. Huh, that battery kept fueling it, and then uh, finally figured it out, and knocked it off. But I told my customer, I said, "Hand me that fire extinguisher right there." And they were all. They had already run to the bow of the boat. They were on the pulpit up there, ready to jump. <laughs> it uh, that was pretty scary. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Not good. Let me knock this break out. I'll come right back, guys. Hang hang with me. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hello, darling. Nice to see you. It's been a long time. You're just as lovely as you used to be. How's your new love? Are you happy? Hope you're doing. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 438 here in the Bayou City. All right, Naylor, we're back, guys. Back in action. Back, back in action. Man, uh, during the break, uh, a listener texted me and sent me some pictures, and one of them was a, a, a queen triggerfish, uh-huh. which is another pretty rare one. Uh, Never seen one of those either. Never beautiful. heard of one. Are they? Beautiful fish. Need to look at yeah, they are. They're absolutely beautiful. They uh, um, they got a, a bunch of in the water, especially like when you bring them out, it just doesn't do them justice. But uh, when they're swimming around the water, we always, you know, for for the last couple of years, we actually saw we just seen a bunch of them underneath the uh, the salt, the grass. You know, what I mean, the floating mm-hmm. seaweed and stuff. Mm-hmm. They'll be up. As a matter of fact, what last year. One of the first trips we ran, Monty was uh, had a, a customer of ours, Jessica, on it, and and we were stopped trying to catch a couple of. Uh, and what what do we? 
Hardtails. No, what hardtails? Uh, to, uh, we call it some dribble tails. Triple tails. Yeah, that's what we were fishing for. Triple tails. I mean, the whole, I mean, giant school level. The question is, on a queen trigger, what's the limit on, what's the aggregate on a queen trigger? How does yeah. that figure in payments? I don't even know. guess I should know that, but I don't. Yeah, yeah that's a big question. Good question. No, no, I don't yeah. know. Boy, I got that little old carp mouth on them. Yeah. Norm, normally, whenever they get those rare ones like that, normally they don't have a record, you know, generally speaking. Exotics. Exotics. Now, I mean, you know, there's been, again, with all this trigger fish stuff, you know, it, it, there very well could be, though. I mean, don't, yeah. don't, please don't take my word for it. No, <laughs> on air, kill everything. It'll but, probably go with your arrogant bag limit, I think. Yeah. Like the fish still. Yeah, maybe. That's cool, those blue stripes coming off its top lip down its cheeks, you know. That's pretty cool looking. Man, and they Never seen so one of those. And the fins on it, the way that dorsal fin has that little squiggly coming off of it. And then the tail, it's it's like a fan tail, and then it uh, tapers into a pointed tail on top and bottom. That's that's cool looking. Yeah. yeah. And they Never seen one of those, boys. We don't have many of them in Trinity Bay. <laughs> 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 you know, uh, so Monty, you know, they, they tell the story about, you know, of course, you know, Monty and, and Casey, you know, they fish some waters that people haven't seen. You know, this back in the day, you know, searching uh-huh. before everyone had like boasted went 100 miles an hour, but, uh, you know, different different places they found and, and they're, they got this special place that they found that was full of grouper and, uh, had a bunch of marble groups yeah. on it, right? Yeah. A bunch of marble groups. Yeah. Have, have you seen a marble grouper? Send me a picture of a mar- marble grouper. Okay. Me? Yeah, I know you got one. Yeah, they're pretty they, These are some of the most beautiful groupers you've ever seen in your life. They, they're like polka dotty. They, they're, they're like tons and tons of colors. I want to say it's like most of them are red, right? They kind of yeah, have a red, red. red. A little bit of red. You tell me, yeah. And, uh, really? Beautiful polka dots. I mean, how, how do they? Do, are they real colorful in the water when they pull up? Uh, yeah, I mean everything's kind of all lit up. They're shaped they kind of like a triple tail a little bit. Yeah, marble gripper. She's more of a kind of a stockier, uh, kind of broad. Anyway, we here's a, here's a picture of a small one. That I got. This is a small under mine, but this is definitely a marble gripper. But uh, anyway, so, I mean, there's all kinds of really beautiful uh, uh, grouper species out there. Of course, we caught one a couple of years ago. It's called the Spanish flag. The Spanish what? Uh, a Spanish flag grouper. Flag grouper, okay. Spanish, Spanish flag. Spanish flag. So, it, and as it turns out, that's probably one of the rarest groupers in all the Gulf of Mexico. They just uh, after talking to the biologists, they said that... Uh, they just recently found out that they actually sort or, or living in the Gulf of Mexico. Normally, they're from the Caribbean. They're originally in Africa, in Africa, like on the other continent. I mean, mm-hmm. you sent me right after y'all come here. Yeah, I remember. You know what this is? So I think it might be a flag, but I'm not sure. Yeah, because I used to when I was little, I used to look at fish books all the time. I remember seeing a picture of it, the Spanish flag one. Yeah, never, never, never I'm, voted one before, but yeah. It was, it was quite strange too. I have a uh, a biologist that goes with us uh, from Moody Gardens. He used to go several years in a row. So when I get back in cell phone range and I got some weird fish, I'll send him. Normally, by the time I hit the dock, he's already got an answer for what it is. And that Spanish flag, Casey sent me a message right back. Spanish flag, and and that guy took him. <laughs> I mean, we were at the dock for about an hour before we actually, he sent us an answer to it. But, uh. Sometimes you just get lucky, man. I yeah, sometimes you get lucky. Yes. You know, uh, that, that would have been the state record, too, uh, that Spanish flag grouper was. With the exceptions, it is the biggest one ever caught in Texas. However, in Texas, you have to beat the, the, the previous record by half a pound. And so the last one weighed in with uh, 0.7 pounds. And uh, the biggest they get is like a pound, a pound, one point one pound or something. How are you like supposed that. to beat it by half a pound? Yeah, that's impossible. impossible. You know what I mean? You catch the first. Yeah, one. no joke. <laughs> first one wins. <laughs> first guy that's that weighs exactly. in wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't get a second chance on that one. So, 
I mean, that's kind of our uh, claim to fame, I guess you could say. We caught the state record. Uh, we have the state record. We caught the biggest one. How about that? That's right. You know, it didn't get claimed in the book or not in the book. Yeah, it's still claiming. We did. Right. <laughs> it's uh, but we caught that one at, at some rocks. It was about three hundred fifty foot deep, which uh, we were actually fishing for. Uh, I think I was fishing for beeliners for some reason or something like that. And went, went, went caught it, you know. And you always, know, you know, there's all kinds of Spanish hog, hog yep. nose fish that are beautiful. Holy cow, yep. man, those are beautiful fish too. Uh, what's a, what's another crazy one you think? Of? Uh, kind of Creole of fish. You ever caught a Creole? Creole fish. Looks yeah. like kind of like a beeliner too. Looks kind of like yep. a beeliner. Yep. Those squirrel fish, the ones with the big eyes. You got to be careful on those things, man. The yeah. squirrel fish. Man, there's so many species in the Gulf of Mexico. It's crazy. Oh, it is. No doubt. It is. I mean, it's good to, It's good for you to, like, like Kate was just alluding to, like, uh, it's, it's really important for you to kind of know what they are. Some of them are poisonous. Some of them, uh, uh, right. I got that squirrel fish. And we, I remember the first time I brought one back in, one of the customer's kids over there fooling with it, playing with it, you know, and, and Harry Trimble was actually uh, cleaning our fish. He said, don't let that kid play with that fish. I said, what? Well, you've been playing with him all day. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he said they're poisonous. And I was like, yeah. well, I mean, he didn't die, apparently. I, you know, I had no clue. We, yeah, brought, I mean, we caught like a lug or two of them on the commercial fishing, and we thought we had made some money. No. <laughs> they weren't nothing. They weren't nothing. No. Really? Don't they were paying you to keep them away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we thought we was paying for fuel or something, you know? Yeah. No, we don't even want them. Uh, out, of, out of anything, you know, between the three of y'all, I'm, maybe y'all have different taste in fish and everything, but out of all the species of fish, if you had one fish that you wanted to cook for dinner that you consider the best eating fish out of the Gulf of Mexico, what would it be? I would be red snapper. Small. All right. Small. I would have to say probably a scant, a, a good medium to small size scant grouper. Okay. Yeah. I prefer top, honestly. I think towel. that's been my. Yeah, towel fish. Well, that's pretty so cool. Th- three different answers for three offshore yeah. fishermen. How about that? So it sounds really like they're all pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got a bunch of them close. close Seconds and thirds. Oh, yeah, that oh, probably yeah. be like that. Yeah. My second would be well, a grouper. You know that that, that grouper, the scamp, right? It's 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 a it's a, it's a much harder meat. You know, so you can grill it, you can you can fry it, you can you know, do a lot of stuff with it, and it don't break apart very much. Right. That uh, it's cowfish is is fatty, right? So it it, it uh, when you cook it up, and actually it has the texture of like crab, is what they say. I mean, I, mm. I can probably that to it. To a point, you know, but uh, we we like to uh, do it in like a, a cream sauce, and then uh, yeah, I mean it, it, it's something to die for. And of course, red snapper. I mean, you can't beat that. that it's, it's some of the best out there. Don't get me wrong. That that the last trip we just went on caught a scamp, and I, I made a blackened grouper sandwich with it, like they do in Florida. And I never made one before. I oh it man! I usually like to fry my. I decided I'm gonna blacken this. Group of fillet in the cast iron skillet with blackened in season. Put it on one of those HEB onion rolls with tomato. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness, man. Best fish sandwich. Really? Oh, God, it was so good. Wow. I'm going to go man. make I'd make if I had a piece of fish. But I don't <laughs> man, I got two more hours to go. Y'all are starting all this food stuff in the, <laughs> the four o'clock hour, and now I'm starting to get hungry. Yeah. It's going to be a you while know. before I can get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> You know, them trigger fish are really good to eat, too. They are. Hard yeah, to train, but yeah I've good. heard that, too. I've never eaten one. I've heard it from others. You know, it's a really good fish also. You know, another one that's actually a, that I didn't realize is so good is uh, uh, African pompano. Oh, yeah. Man, I mean, that, yeah. it's got meat kind of like grouper. It's got real real hard meat. You know, you can do a lot with it. And uh, and that and for that matter, blackjack. That blackjack was the same way. It was real, real white, super white. Almost everything we catch out there, with the exception of very few fish, is pretty good to eat. There's yeah, a lot of right. good groceries. A lot of good yeah. groceries. 
They're not, apparently not squirrel fish, though. Don't mess with those. <laughs> no, not squirrel fish. <laughs> you know, those squirrel fish, too, the, the weird thing is, man, they, they got a skin like an armadillo, man. I mean, you know, the trigger <laughs> kind of the same way the trigger, you know, he's he just tough as heck to cut through. And that squirrel fish, same thing. I didn't realize, you know, that little bitty old fish, boy, you better get a straighted blade and get to him. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. There's triggers and triggers, and they're not hard. You know, they really want you to know how to do it. They're yeah. Very now, what's the one fish that's poisonous if, if you don't clean it properly, like a blowfish or something? It, it's that puffer, that puffer. Puffer, fish. yeah. Yeah, the puffer. Well, I think uh, even barracudas got some sort of dangerous gland or something in it that you got to be careful when you cook them because I've heard that people get sick when they, when they eat them. Yeah, yeah that Cigatera or whatever it's called. Yeah, they carry Cigatera. I know that. Uh, yeah. Supposedly, barracuda meat's excellent to eat. I've never tried it. I've never, never, never took the risk, you know, to eat no. one here. But uh, again, they got a smell to them. They do. They do kind of smell. I, yeah. I can't stand smell. Yeah, they remind me of an old, like a needle gar or something like that, with that terrible yeah. smell to them. They're nasty. Yeah, yeah they I, are. I haven't ate one, but I've heard people getting sick from eating them. And like yeah. last week, but I went to California and I was watching this charter boat come in and all they bring in was barracuda. I was like, nah, I didn't go fishing. <laughs> I mean, if all you're catching is barracuda, I'm going to pass. You know, somebody somebody asked me, uh, you know, this, this this guy taught me years ago, uh, you know, out there at the floaters, we chunk, you know, use that chunking method for yellowfin. And, mm. uh, you know, of course, barracudas get real bad at the floaters i mean like to the point you can't hardly do you can't put a lure in the water i mean they'll be sitting right underneath the boat and you can't do anything they'll just eat you and uh he taught me a long time ago to catch that barracuda and you cut him up and use that for chunks i thought there's no way we can yellowfin's gonna eat that stuff sure enough man they do really and although it doesn't keep the barracuda completely away they stay away for a little bit they do. yeah keep them at bay uh-huh. for a minute you know and so if you're out there, if you're out there at the floaters and, uh, you know, you, the barracuda are eating you everything, try try using a little barracuda. <laughs> that actually works. If they're cannibals or not. Huh? Yeah. yeah. They, will, they will eat it. So I'm not saying it doesn't, it works completely, but uh, it will keep them at bay a little bit, oh. you know. But, yeah. I mean, it kind of goes, dude, there's got to be some weird oil in that fish, too, oh, that yeah. they know what it is, you know, and they won't mess with it. Hey, that's Fred. They freaking cut Fred up and put him down here. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't good. Right. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, the Gulf of Mexico is full of, full of really crazy fish. And, and I guess I should, to the point also that uh, uh, most, the grouper species, scamp and gags for sure, are out of season. So they went out of season January 31st, and they won't be back in season until April. So I'm pretty sure. And, and gags might even go through. Well, I don't know. That actually, the scamps and blacks and you know some others they they tend to shut down what February March mm-hmm. and then yeah. uh, and like I said, gags. So you know, right now the time to go get them though. This is when this is when you find, find them piled up, which of course is the reason why they're closed. They're closed. Yeah. But uh, you know, wait till that uh, that end of that March first or, or something like that and go find you know uh i generally go and catch deeper waters too so i mean in your rock rock formations three four hundred foot you know right. that kind of, um live bait live bait, live bait best jigs and that be in the right place like you said the right corner foot's really good depth. i mean and nowadays i mean that's Groupers, they tend to be really, really picky. So sometimes you gotta get a sm- the smallest hook you can get away with, but a good live bait, and keep that hook well away from the weight. You know, and try not to bounce it up and down a whole lot. You want to keep it there, looking real natural, which is completely separate from what it used to be back in the day. I got a picture with Casey's dad where they used to uh, fish for warsaws, and they got a chain. They used to put a, a chain. With a, about a, I don't know, what a number 50 freaking circle. They, they, they could hand line them with quarter inch yeah. rope. They wouldn't even use a rod. They would hand line them in. They, they would hand line them. They would hand line them, yeah. They would use hand line. Wow. 
there was a few platforms out there back then when my dad ran them up. There was a very few, but every one of them was loaded with Warsaw. Because it wasn't German, German. German. Charlie was covered in Warsaw. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's what, a hundred foot of water? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. At least you catch some shallow rocks in Warsaw in shallow water. Nine foot, eight foot. L.A., the lady that worked in the office at Captain L.A., she had a picture of one. She called him like 21. 200 pounder. Yeah, 100 nice. What? Yeah. Wow. Man. So... It's a far cry from what it used to be. Apparently, uh, I've never even I've seen I've seen one caught at the uh, at the middle bank. Actually, Lee caught one uh, one year. It was I mean, it wasn't very big, like twenty pounds. Yeah. Like that, but mm-hmm. but uh, well, I heard one being caught right at the jetties in a, a shrimp trawl. In a shrimp trawl. Yeah, just right outside the jetties. I mean, they're dragging for a while, shrimp, and they catch something, and there's no wars all. Really? Yeah. That's cool. Wow. Yeah. Well, guys, I got to roll. It's it's that time already. We're already out of time, but I appreciate the uh, good info. That was interesting. If uh, somebody yeah. wants to get with you guys and do some blue water stuff this year, give them some info how they can get with you guys. Yeah. my uh, So the calendar, we just now, uh, we had a little mishap with our, with our website, so we got it all squared back. Apparently, uh, you have to pay for the domain name. Do that. So it's back on again though. Don't don't worry. But uh right. call us anytime seven nine four one seven ten thirteen or go to our website at stsladventure dot com. Sounds like Monty might be running a little bit for us this year. Mondays for sure. Mondays for sure. Casey actually. Yeah. He's just going to catch fish. Yes, sir. <laughs> Anybody want to talk about fish? All right, Casey. Well, hey, you guys have a good one and enjoy your Super Sunday. And I'll yes, talk sir. to you all next week, man. I enjoyed it. You bet. All right. Later. All right. You too. Later. All right. It's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.